0: listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful strategies to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is Retirement Talk with Mike Graber. Hello
1: again and welcome to this edition of Retirement Talk with Mike Graber. It's always a good day when you choose to tune in and listen to our discussions. We appreciate you doing that. Uh, today, I want to talk about ESG investing, and within ESG, the E stands for environmental, the S is for societal, and the G is for governance, so ESG investing. You know, financial media has been uh, filled with ESG news over these past several weeks and months, and for some of our listeners, this may be a new term, uh, and there are several issues surrounding this that we want to make sure that that you're aware of. Uh, for those of you who are hearing it for the first time or perhaps uh, you have heard it but you're not sure of the details uh, that's our purpose in bringing this show to you today we do feel this is an issue that we need to shine a spotlight on and we'll begin to do that in just a couple of minutes and tony shore will be along uh, as well you know i believe the world is changing rapidly Uh, geopolitically there are changes economically there are changes financially And uh, here in America, we seem to be more divided than ever before. Well, what might be at the root of all this? And I think it uh, becomes clearer each day. It's all about uh, power. It's about money. And ultimately, money and power are about having control. And this ESG movement uh, can be found within our investment portfolios. And it, too, is about gaining more control over uh, the, the dollars, the money that are in our portfolios. And we need to be mindful about how our money is used, the power it gives to those who cast the shareholder votes on our behalf. We're going to be referencing a couple of different articles today. The first will come from a nerd wallet and uh, the title of this article is ESG for Beginners. It's dated February 21st of this year. But before we uh, jump into the article, uh, here's Tony. Uh, Tony, Shore. it's great to have you uh, with us uh, today as we take a look at this important issue of ESG investing and what it might mean for retirement savers.
0: Yeah, I'm glad we're talking about this because I've actually heard – a bit about this and read a little bit, uh, but it can be confusing, and I don't think a lot of people have a good grasp on ESG or uh, what it means and whether they should uh, pay attention or not. So I'm glad you're shedding light on this, Mike, and it's great to be back. I had a feeling you'd cover this topic because it's starting to hit the news more and more, and obviously you want our listeners to understand it. And it can impact their own savings, investment, or retirement assets. And since, uh, you know, again, there's a lot of news out there giving it attention, especially with President Biden and Congress now weighing in on this issue and uh, some laws being passed, right?
1: Yeah, there there has been a lot of coverage. There's a lot of activity uh, regarding this, you know, in the halls of Congress and uh, regulatory agencies. But, you know, if you're not familiar with the term ESG, uh, what's been in the news, you know it may not have uh, resonated. So I want to take uh, today's opportunity uh, to get this on everyone's radar. I believe this is a critical issue. and uh, every uh, investor, every retirement saver needs to, to understand uh, how uh, this movement uh, is, is working and what it means on an individual basis.
0: Well, yeah, and you had mentioned President Biden, and I know he recently vetoed some of this ESG legislation that was designed to protect everyday investors. There has been a legislative battle surrounding this, and again, ESG stands for environmental, societal, and governance, right?
1: That's right, Tony, and we'll mention more about that legislative battle a little bit uh, later in our show, but you uh, are right to point out that This is a hot-button uh, political issue, and it's becoming more so uh, throughout America and throughout uh, the uh, investment world.
0: Yeah, yeah, it is, and I think that's huge and very important to note. Uh, it really is, but why is this so important for our listeners out there?
1: Well, Tony uh, and, and listeners, you know, it's all about our money and how our money is used within investment portfolios, you know, there's more to it than we just hold investments. Uh, We do hold investment accounts, you know, in mutual funds, and that could be IRA or non-IRA mutual funds, 401k plans, and a variety of other uh, investments. But, you know, how does the fund or the account manager decide where to invest our money? You know, what companies do they invest in for uh, the benefit of the account holder? You know, how do they make that decision? You know, in the past, it was a pretty straightforward answer. It was to benefit us, you as the account holder, by investing in companies with the hopes that that company would be profitable and that would grow the share price. And then that would grow the account holder's value within uh, that particular investment. You know, and, and the, the investment managers, they sought out companies based on the, and here's the key financial prospects of that company again hoping that it would grow in value but ESG is very different the ESG movement is uh, working to change that selection criteria and today many investment managers uh, use an ESG criteria as opposed to uh, a financial criteria and those making the investment decisions now at your mutual fund or your 401k sub account uh, are looking to uh, at times advance political ideologies, uh, advance their own social agendas, their personal interests, and you know the, the rate of return or the health, the financial side of evaluating the company they're going to invest in can take a back seat to that company's position on these ESG issues. Um, You know, our funds uh, are used to invest uh, and promote ESG priorities, perhaps. Or maybe they uh, are used to uh, align with the personal preference of the investment manager. Uh, And I just want to make clear here that ESG standards are not financial standards when it comes to selecting the stocks that uh, are going to be invested in. Um, You know, they're not primarily doing a financial examination. They do that, but it's not the overriding principle for some of the ESG-minded investment managers. Um, ESG sometimes can be referred to as sustainable investing or impact investing. And again, the investment managers can use the ESG standards and criteria to screen potential investments. Now, on the surface being mindful of esg practices can sound like it's a good thing but what if the funds that they're uh, using our funds within these accounts what if they're investing them in a way to promote ideas that you might disagree with i think that's the big question you know might we be profiting from or ad, uh, advancing ideas that conflict with our uh, personal beliefs. You know, the uh, investment manager, again, can prioritize a cause, they can promote a cause, uh, they can uh, advocate for a cause, and uh, it may be one that perhaps uh, you or I would not uh, personally agree with it. So we need to know what is our money doing within the variety of investments that we can uh, invest in. There's more to it than just putting our money into an account and hoping it grows for retirement. Uh, Our world has become more politicized, and uh, those political attitudes are making its way into investment decisions that are made within a variety of uh, retirement-type savings accounts.
0: Yeah, wow. So I can see that this is a potential Pandora's box here, Mike. Maybe you could give us some examples of the criteria involved in this ESG movement so we can better understand it. I think that's a good thing to do, Tony.
1: And again, I want to say this that on the surface, these will sound like things that, yes, uh, it sounds like a good cause, but we have to look deeper into this. So let's look at this Nerd Wallet uh, article I mentioned at the top of the show. You know, ESG, again, is a framework for companies to use to evaluate their sustainability or impact. Environmental factors would look at things uh, like conservation of the natural world. Uh, Societal factors examine how a company treats both uh, inside and and outside the company, how they treat people both inside and outside. Governance factors consider how a a company is run, uh, how they manage uh, their day-to-day operations, how they go about uh, making the investment decisions, and uh, I've got a few examples in each of these uh, categories. So let's look at environmental first, and here are some of the uh, issues that they might be dealing with. They could be looking at uh, carbon emissions. They could be looking at air pollution, water pollution. They could be looking at uh, deforestation, you know, the clearing of uh, the rainforests. Uh, they could be looking at green energy issues, and we're seeing a lot of that in the news here, with uh, the uh, move to uh, electric uh, vehicles, uh, waste management, uh, how are as uh, the trash disposed of, uh, and and water usage. There's a lot of. Uh, Uh, water issues out on the West Coast. And I saw uh, Biden uh, proposing something uh, just this week to restrict the use of the water from the Colorado River that uh, flows out to the farmers uh, in the West. So those are environmental considerations. On the societal side, uh, those impact issues can be for uh, these, you know, employee gender and diversity. Uh, customer satisfaction levels, you know, company sexual harassment policies. Many of these sound like uh, good intentions, well-intentioned, things that we all want to be concerned about. But we have to to realize that uh, we all see things from a different perspectives. So there's the left and there's the middle and there's the right. And uh, we don't know what the perspective is of the person that's actually making the investment decision. And and uh, how they're uh, sorting through all of these issues. And again, the question to ask is, do we know what our money is doing? Do we know what our money is promoting? Uh, do we know what uh, the company we're investing in is advocating for You know, on a, a big scale? According to the US SIF Foundation, this is a big issue. As uh, at the end of 2022, there were some $8.4 trillion invested in these uh, sustainable uh, or impact uh, investing asset classifications. Now, there are certainly ESG stocks. There are ESG mutual funds. There are ESG ETFs. And if you're buying a bond from a corporation, you could have Uh, you know, bonds, uh, that would maybe be tied to the ESG designation. Now, uh, let's talk just briefly about rates of return. Um, According to JP Morgan, the rates of return are comparable to non-ESG investing, but I think that's really not the main issue here. While rates of return, again, uh, are uh, important, we all want to grow our, our, our portfolios. But the question is, um, are we happy with how those portfolios uh, are growing? Uh, What types of activities are going on within the corporations? We've seen Budweiser, for example, in the news a lot this week uh, or two weeks ago with a a change in in position. And uh, with that uh, ESG movement there, uh, Budweiser shares uh, have lost some $5 billion in, in market cap. So that wasn't good for the individual investor. The corporation chose to make a political statement, and then the uh, investors uh, you know, have suffered here. So that's just you know, one example of uh, hundreds that uh, are literally out there. And again, we need to be uh, in tune with how our money is being used on um, you know a, a, a broader scale, you know, on uh, the political scale uh, is what we're finding uh, an area that we need to be concerned about these days.
0: Right. And so uh, this is interesting. I mean, in some ways, what you're saying here, you know, the things you listed off that are included with the ESG, uh, you named a few there, environmental, social, governance. And I mean, these sound like good practices. So what's the rub? Well, that
1: is the right question, Tony, and I think everyone should be asking that. And again, my question to uh, our listeners is, you know, how do we evaluate the the ESG practice? You know, who determines if uh, the practice or the criteria that they're using to select uh, the investments is consistent with uh, our own perspective, you know, on those issues? Uh, AEI senior fellow Paul uh kupec and that's spelled k-u-p-i-e-c said that there's one major drawback when it comes to the esg uh, parameters and it's this those parameters just are not very well defined uh, there's a lot of subjectivity to it so uh you know whoever's making those decisions again you know what's their personal preference what's their personal interpretation of what is a good or a noble environmental societal or government uh, practice so it is very very subjective quite different from looking at the uh, financial side of the company um, you know it's, it, it's easy to tell if a company is uh, uh, financially healthy uh, the, the numbers are there to uh, support that but when it comes to these other issues again uh, it's subject to interpretation, and those, again, may not be consistent with those of you or I and uh, our listeners here in, in Southwest Indiana. Again, I want to say they may or may not be, but we need to know. Um, here's maybe uh, a little clearer picture on this, Tony. Uh, there's a Fox Business, uh, com article on March the 22nd uh, published by Kelsey Koberg, that's K-O-B-E-R-G, and in that they quote Alan Mendelhall Mendenhall as saying uh, ESG in Europe, that movement in Europe was a major cause of the European energy crisis. Uh, the implementation of ESG over the years uh, he says, has led to rampant corruption and unethical behavior. And uh, you see, when, when you own stock in a company, somebody gets to vote those shares at the annual meeting. Uh, As companies make decisions like, you know, who to put on the board, what projects to undertake, uh, and the board member's position can, you know, vary on these issues, and that will dictate the direction of the company. Uh, Andy Pudzer, P-U-D-Z-E-R, he's a visiting fellow at the Heritage Foundation. He said this, and and listeners, I want you to understand uh, this one, so uh, take note. Andy Pudzer says the important thing to understand is you can no longer invest as you did in the past. The firms that you used to trust to invest your funds as prudent investors are now acting as political activists and voting your shares to their agendas. And I think, again, it's incumbent on all of us to know what our money is doing. You know, as a stock owner, as a shareholder. Uh, votes are cast on our behalf and uh, we need to to know uh, how those votes are being cast. What are the issues that the uh, companies are considering when it comes to these? Uh, Ron DeSantis, the governor governor of Florida, uh, has a, a relatively new book out. The title of that book is The Courage to Be Free and he writes that the trend of corporations entering into the culture wars is being driven by left-wing company employees pressuring their company executives to reflect the, quote, political values. And he goes on to say that woke CEOs are using their corporate bully pit to exert their influence. Uh, He said this is especially true uh, in the ESG movement that's gained a lot of traction in corporate America. And Ron DeSantis goes on to say that, you know, ESG provides a pretext for CEOs to use shareholder assets to target issues like reducing the use of fossil fuels. And that's what led to the European uh, energy crisis. And other ESG uh, efforts may uh, work to you know, restrict Second Amendment rights or a variety uh, of other things. And it is becoming, in effect, a way for the politically minded to achieve through corporate power what they've not been able to do at the ballot box. Now, uh, President Biden's stance on the issue, you know, he has uh, instructed the Department of Labor to allow plan fiduciaries to consider ESG factors when making investment decisions for their clients. Well, that impacts some 150 million American retirement savers. So the Department of Labor, they issue a lot of the rules that govern you know, qualified retirement plans. And there's been a lot of pushback on his directive. Um, in the Senate, uh, there was an effort to roll back his his uh, directive, and uh, even a uh, Democratic senator from West Virginia, Joe Manchin, sided with the Republican colleagues to try uh, and, and stem this movement, but it's been unsuccessful to date. Uh, John Thune is another uh, A guy in in Congress who wrote this, and here's a quote from John Thune, that's T-H-U-N-E. While businesses may elect to pursue their own ESG agendas as part of a free market society, heavy-handed government imposition will have negative real-world impacts on our economy, American families, and especially deepen the ongoing energy and inflation crisis currently underway here in the USA. Obviously, this is a serious issue and one that I wanted to get on everyone's radar today. We need to know how our money is being invested. We need to know what causes it's being used uh, to uh, promote, Tony.
0: Yeah, that's right. And you can avoid some serious mistakes. You need to understand this. And uh, I think that uh, this has really been a great topic because This is something I don't think a lot of people understand. A lot of people don't even know this is going on. Uh, This has been kind of happening behind the scenes and gradually ramping up. So I was really happy that you brought this to our attention today and uh, it's a great show. So what do we have for next week? What are we going to be talking about?
1: We're going to continue this topic, Tony. Next week, we're going to play part of a discussion between uh, Jordan Peterson. Um, He he may be uh, the deepest thinker uh, in the country right now. Uh, You might look up Jordan uh, Peterson. And uh, he has an interview with uh, Vivek Ramaswamy, R-A-M-A-S-W-A-M-Y. Vivek is uh, a presidential candidate, uh, very, very intelligent guy. Uh, This is a highly, highly interesting conversation between the two of them. They talk about corporate mindset and how uh, ESG is impacting the corporations, and I think you'll find it very fascinating. So I hope you'll tune in next week uh, for uh, these insights and the conversations between uh, Peterson and uh, Razumwami. Um, If you have questions about your portfolio, if you'd like uh, for us to take a look at what your holdings are and what they're doing please give me a call at 812-787-0809 we'll be happy to uh, provide some reports for you on uh, the types of things uh, that you hold and uh, um, the uh, the agendas if there is one I think it's important to understand that so uh, until next week we do appreciate you tuning in Uh, It's always good to have you join us here on Retirement Talk with Mike Graber. Again, my number is 812-787-0809. And uh, tune in next week for uh, part two on this discussion about ESG investing. Thank you for joining us today.
0: Goodbye, everybody. Thank you for listening to Retirement Talk. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, contact Mike Graber at Compass Retirement Advisors. Call 812 787 0809 or visit them online at Compass Retirement Advisors com investment advisory services provided by Creative One Wealth LLC, a registered investment advisor. Compass Retirement Advisors LLC, The Insurance Shop, Inc., and Creative One Wealth LLC are unaffiliated entities. Mike Graber and Compass Retirement Advisors are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any government agency. Provided content is for overview and informational purposes only and is not intended and should not be relied upon as individualized tax, legal fiduciary or investment advice. Each individual situation will vary and opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Illustrations given are hypothetical examples and provided of illustrated purposes only. It does not represent real life scenarios. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representation can be made to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation. The information contained herein is based on our understanding of current tax law. Tax and legislative information may be subject to change and different interpretations. We recommend that you seek professional legal advice for applicability to your personal information.